Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This episode is 607 and session number 189 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast. And I do it every single week. And we're going to do it again here today. And I've actually invited on a good friend of mine, part of our TAS power team, and that is Mr. Chris Schaefer is with us. So, Chris, what's going on, man? Not a whole lot, man. And by that, I mean a whole heck of a lot because as we're recording this, we're in the middle of Q4 and, you know, just trying to trying to keep everything sane feeling here mm. until Christmas uh, as as we're recording this. You know, we're watching our stuff fly off the shelves, which is good. But then you always have that little uh, nagging voice in the back of your head making you wonder if you ordered enough. I think we did this year. I think we... Uh, I think we nipped that in the bud this year, but we'll see. I mean, we're still, uh, we still got a few weeks here <laughs> of stuff as we roll even into January, right? Yeah. And so yeah. I'm curious to see, uh, see that number tick up in terms of revenue that we've collected and see that number continue to stay at zero of lost sales this year. That's, yes, uh, that's would, my goal is to I make that number that. as close to zero as possible. And as yeah. far away from, what was it? Like somewhere around $100,000 last year. So as far from that number and as close to zero as we can get is kind of what I'm what I'm trying to focus on this year for the next few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And guys, you know, normally I do these solo, but I invited Chris on today because our topic today is going to be wrapped around good old fashioned pay per click or sponsored product ads. And a question came in and it's come in a bunch of different times, you know, especially when people are trying to launch their products and they don't have a list or they want to know if they have to have a list or what's the new way. And so someone said, can I launch my products using pay-per-click only. So Chris and I are going to go, go through this strategy on how you can do that, but we're going to you know, talk about the pros and cons and talk about the things you must have in place even before you think about turning on that good old-fashioned pay-per-click. Now, before we do jump into that, depending on when you're listening to this episode, we are in the middle of December. All right. And before the 20th, December 20th, 2018, that is, we still have the doors open to TAS Breakthrough U, which we're going to be closing on the 20th. Now, why that's a big deal is because we have never opened it to the public like we've done before. It's always been part of our trainings. And now we are switching back to that. And while we're doing that, we are actually creating a brand new course. All right. And it is going to be taking the place of private label classroom. It's going to be that, but then so much more. It's the framework to building a successful e-commerce business and brand in 2019. Now, if you're listening to this before the 20th, here's what I want you to do. If you're interested in joining us inside of that beta program that will be released very soon after the new year. And that is the amazingseller.com forward slash training. And that'll take you to that page. Now, if you're listening to this after the fact, you can still go there, sign up for the wait list, and we'll let you know when it's available. But right now, we're going to be doing this full, a full out course, a brand new from the ground up, like we're building it from scratch. And we're, we're, we're taking everything we learned from the past three and a half years of building our own businesses, but also helping other people do the same. And with Amazon changing, all the different platforms changing, traffic, all that stuff, we are going to be uh, taking all that into consideration when we are teaching this. And uh, I'm really excited about it. So guys, if you're interested, head on over to theamazingseller.com forward slash training and get all the details over there. Now, if you have a question for me and you want me to answer on an upcoming Ask Scott session, all you have to do is head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask and you can do it there. The other way you can do it is head over to the YouTube channel at theamazingsellertv.com and you can always comment over there as well. 
All right, Chris, now that I got that all out of the way, which is a mouthful, but there's a lot of stuff that we want to cover here. And I, I'm not even going to give you guys my weekly thoughts other than get out there and make something happen and take action and stop waiting on the sidelines. Like, that's it. Let's kind of like jump right to it because I want to get to this question and I want people to, to, to be able to uh, apply this if they're interested. So let's kind of kick things off, Chris. Can you, let me ask you this, can you launch a product on Amazon only uh, when you're starting and use pay-per-click to do so? Yes. Okay, good. Bye. Great day. Yeah. Beautiful. The Thank you so the much. The answer is yes. Okay. Uh, Let's talk about that. I was going to say it depends. No, yeah. <laughs> the answer is you absolutely can do this. Um, my disclaimer that I will throw out is that I never like to be dependent on a single source of anything, right? So obviously, when we're first starting, we have to pick and choose kind of the avenues that we want to go down. I would prefer to launch with a list and with pay-per-click. Mm-hmm. But you can launch just with a list. You can launch just with pay-per-click. And believe it or not, Scott, in some cases, you can launch just by putting the product up still. Mm. You got to find a really uncompetitive category for that to happen in. Yeah. But it's still possible. We've listed some products and gotten a few organic sales that we have no idea where they came from just because the product was there and we were getting ready to launch, right? right. But if you want to launch just with PPC, I would say, Scott, the first and foremost thing that we have to have in mind, and I would throw this out for any launch that we're going to do, is what is our margin, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And how comfortable are we launching either at break even or at a loss, right? What is that point where we start to freak out? Because we need to know that number in advance of running PPC so we can start to determine how, you know, as we work our way through this process, what's working and what's not working for us. Does that make sense? It does. I want to take it a different a different way here. I want to spin this a little Go bit on. differently. Okay. So let's just say, say for example, that we've done all that work as far as like the margin, we've got all that stuff dialed in. Here's my thoughts. Okay. We often talk about, we need to get sales. We need to match the sales of competition. If there is competition in order to rank. Okay. That's first and foremost, we need to understand that principle still applies here. Like we have to make sure that we understand that. So with that being said, the very first thing that I want people to be aware of is that when you're choosing your products inside of your, in your business and in your brand, you need to make sure that a, you've looked at those numbers that you're going to be competing with. Okay. So that is the magic number. Okay. And a little extra would be nice. Um, and then the other thing is, is if you can get there, okay. Um, and even if, like you said, Chris, your margins are just okay with pay-per-click, but if you get there and organic traffic takes over, your margins get better, obviously, because you can do less pay-per-click if you want. But if the only goal is to get ranked and then let off the gas, which I'm not a fan of, but if you were, I believe you could do that if, again, the, the front-end work was done, I believe that you could do that. Um, the only risk is if you don't have good margins is that if all you're doing is depending on that, that's risky because if you have to keep fueling the pay-per-click, which I would like you to, then you want those margins to be solid. Does that make sense, Chris? No, I absolutely 100% agree with that. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about when you're looking at a product, because a lot of people are, you know, they're, they're like, yeah, I want to launch this thing using pay-per-click because I don't want to take the time right now to build the list, which you should be, by the way. But if you're not and you wanted to do this, A, you need to know how many sales you need to make. So Chris, what would you say if you're just using pay-per-click and you wanted to get your product ranked? What is, I don't want to say easy, but what is like some numbers that you would like to see, right? In a product sales, is it 10 a day? Is it a hundred a day? Like where, where do you see that? If we're trying to launch just with PPC, obviously it's easier Mm -hmm. to compete and to do this type of a launch 
in those lower competition products, right? Which are the mm-hmm. products you and I tend to go after anyway, at least right. up front when we're right. telling people, you know, here's how you get started. Once you have an established brand and you have a list and you have all those things, you can go after the 50 or 100 unit a day products if you want to. Once you have that like war chest of capital built up. But yeah. if we're launching just with PPC, we want to be on that lower end. And when we say lower end, we're not talking like one or two a day, Scott. We're talking like that 10 to 15 sales a day on yes. average range. And that's completely doable totally. with just PPC as long as you're spending your money wisely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I would also say the, the other half of that would be the reviews, right? Ah, we don't want well, products with tens of thousands of reviews because it's going to be a lot harder for us to be relevant in the eyes of the consumers. And this is something that a lot of people always mix up about reviews, Scott, is that they're like, oh, I need to have thousands of reviews to help increase my conversion rate. Well, there's, there's kind of a limiting return there, right? But if everybody else has thousands of reviews and we have zero, if we're showing up on that page, it's much less likely that someone will even click to the listing which right. is the concern that we have up front when we're trying to launch with pay-per-click. So mm-hmm. this works a lot better in lower competition markets, both in terms of reviews and in terms of daily sales on average. Th- those are two big points. So again, before we even get to the launch of pay-per-click, if you want to go down that route, you need to do this homework first. And that is finding the products that are selling between 10 and 20 a day, somewhere in that range. Uh, and then from there, you want to make sure that you're not going up against you know, 350 to 500 reviews on every single one. Now, if there's a few there, outliers, that's fine. Um, here was something that I, I really love that um, one of our inner circle members had said, Rich Kibble. Um, and he had said, my test always is to take my product, no reviews, throw some paper, click at it. And if I get a few sales, I know I've got a good product here. I know I'm not have to go and, and, and really play with that review game um, all that much. And I think that's important because it's a quick test that you can run. Now, if you're not converting yet, um, there could be other things and we can talk about those. Um, but a good straight test is if someone's searching for a stainless steel garlic press and you have a stainless steel garlic press and you can show up on pay-per-click and you can get a sale without any reviews, pretty good sign. Okay. Um, let's talk a little bit about optimization before we get into the actual pay-per-click strategy. Um, what's your... What's your, uh, I guess if you're, if you're coaching someone, which I know that we do, but if you're coaching me, um, you know, what are you going to tell me to do before I actually run any pay-per-click? Well, the first thing you have to do is you have to have your listing set up properly, right? And you were just, you were just mentioning something that I think really keyly ties into this guy, which is if we have a stainless steel garlic press, we should show up for stainless steel garlic press. There's kind of a catch 22 on Amazon, right? Because of the way they run pay-per-click, Amazon's goal is to have you show up for relevant terms for the consumer. So we have to make sure that our listing is optimized for the keywords that are most relevant to the product. Now, this should be part of your listing creation process, regardless of how you're launching. But it's super critical when you start to run PPC. If we're not in the right subcategory, if we don't have the right keywords in the title, and we don't have those in the description or the back end, right? If we're not making sure that we're optimized for the things that people will search for to find our product, chances are PPC is either not going to work at all, we're just not going to show up. Right. Or it's going to cost us more because Amazon sees us as less relevant. So we want to make sure that that listing is as optimized as possible, at least from a text perspective. Now, mm-hmm. Scott, when we talk about doing this up front, obviously, we're always going to learn lessons as we go along. You and I still make changes to our listings. Of course. Today. We have photos that we change. We have titles that we change. We have all of these things that we change. Mm-hmm. But up front, we're trying to make our best guess. So we're going to take a look at the titles of those competitors. We're going to take a look at the titles of the people who are already showing up in PPC and make sure that we have those same main keywords or phrases, you know, that stainless steel garlic press type of stuff in our title, in our back end, wherever it makes sense for us to put it. 
Yeah. No, I, I love that. I, and it, it's really the basics, right? It's like, those are the basic building blocks of a listing. And you need to make sure that those are, those are in line. Um, one issue I just want to say that I've heard um, some people saying is that, you know, they're targeting these certain keywords and they're not getting any impressions. And that could be a problem of, like you said, Chris, wrong category. So they're not going to show you up no matter how much money you spend. Or it just could be the listing is not clearly, um, you know, indexing for those terms. So those are two things to look at and, you know, really to make sure that you dial that stuff in from the beginning. Yes. Um, so def- definitely make sure of that. Okay. Yeah. And that just, just as a disclaimer, like there is a point, right? And we, we always throw out the example, like when we talk about keywords versus search terms and pay-per-click of like, you mm-hmm. might show up for bench press probably not going to happen because Amazon will say, well, a bench press isn't relevant to a garlic press, no matter how much you bid, right? We use it kind of as a ridiculous example, but if it's not relevant, I could bid a hundred dollars per click and Amazon isn't going to show me because they know it's not relevant to the customer. So we have to make sure that we are indexed and that we are optimized for the things that we know are driving sales for our competition. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Okay. Um, let's move on here. Now let's get into the pay-per-click. So if we are going to set up a campaign or a couple of campaigns, uh, where should we start to get immediate traction uh, that we want to rank for? Um, and there's a couple different things, a couple different areas I want to go in here. Um, you know, there's the auto campaign, there's a manual campaign that you can do in a broad, a phrase, or an exact, and then there's just a straight up exact. And I've got a couple of feelings on this, but I kind of want to get your take. Um, are we going to set up an auto campaign from day one? Yes. Okay. Now. Okay, go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, no, I was thinking of breath because I knew you were. <laughs> okay, I thought you were ready to give me something else. All right, all right. So you're going to set up an auto campaign. What does that look like as far as uh, budget? Uh, you know, how aggressive are you going to get with that? Right now, Amazon is going to give us some guidelines for bids, um, but I would say start at at least a dollar. Right. Um, start at least in the suggested range that Amazon is giving you, and then set it to twenty twenty five dollars a day to start. Right. If you want to be more aggressive, you can absolutely be more aggressive. The thing that's going to happen is you're going to spend more, right? If you give Amazon $100 a day, they're going to try and spend it. Um, but you'll get the data back a little bit faster. I typically like to fall somewhere in the middle, which is, you know, that $20, $25 a day feels pretty comfortable. That way we don't just lose our shirt day one if right. something tragically goes wrong, right? So $20, $25 a day on that type of a campaign um, typically is, is pretty comfortable. And if you think about it, you know, if we're getting, you know, a dollar per click, that means we're getting 25 people to the listing that day. It doesn't seem like a ton, but if we're converting at the standard, you know, what we call kind of like the baseline conversion rate on Amazon, which is 10%. Scott, what's 10% of 25? I love putting you on the spot to do math. Why do you got to do this to me? It'd be (laughs) 2.5 people. So let's just call it two, right? So that would generate us. It always tries to make me look dumb. No, I just, (laughs) I just want to see how good you are at business. math. Um, I'm terrible at math too. So it's fine. It gives me the real reason I do that, Scott, is so that I have time to think of the answer. Uh, two and a half people, so let's call it. Hold two, on right? a minute. Let me do the math on my calculator. <laughs> so we have, you know, we're going to have at least two to three sales a day. Yeah, two to three sales. Um, that's, you know, if we're under optimized, we're, yep. we're right around that like baseline, bottom line, what I would consider to be an okay conversion rate, right? That, yeah. That's what I would consider to be like the baseline, what you should be converting on Amazon. If we're converting at 15 to 20%, then obviously we're going to be at four or five sales a day, right? Mm-hmm. Just yeah, from here to $25. Okay, so that that's like your base, all right? Now, here's the thing that I've been kind of experimenting with and we have really. And 
you know, you can, t- again, how, how aggressive you want to get, uh, you know, if you just want to do a quick test and see, I like this test here and I want your thoughts on it, Chris. And I know we've played around with it. Okay. In the very beginning, we only want people that are finding our product and are looking for that product, right? Like people that are searching for a stainless steel garlic press, we want to show up for that. Now, we do not necessarily want to show up for, which we we might make some sales for uh, stainless uh, seal, uh, yeah, gain, <laughs> boy, I can't even gain, talk A here. gainless steel. Like, no, a stainless steel garlic press accessory kit or something. Like we don't necessarily, or accessories for garlic. Like we don't want to necessarily show up for that day one because it's not, hundred percent what they're searching for. If they came across it, if they're searching for that, could they want it? Yeah. Cause it's related to garlic. I get that. What I'd like to do and, uh, and we have done this and it's worked pretty darn well is where we're going after the exact term. Okay. Five keywords, maybe 10, um, and finding these long tail type keywords. So stainless steel, garlic press versus just garlic press. Okay. You're going to bid less. It's also more direct. So if someone looks for it and they find it, they're most likely you know, interested in what you have to sell. So your conversion would be higher. And the reason why this is important in the beginning is for a couple of different reasons. Your, your conversion rate should be higher. If it's not, then there's probably uh, an issue with your listing or your images or you know, that type of, uh, or you know, so, something on, on your listing as far as optimization goes. So that would tell me that. But what I'd like to do, and I've done this, is go into a uh, the uh, keyword tool inside of the web app inside of Jungle Scout. They've got all the data is being now pulled from Amazon. So I can look at the exact match and the broad match. And the broad match is just telling me like, there's this trigger word here, this keyword or search term is, or keyword, actually that one would be necessarily be a search term. That one there is triggering these other ones that possibly could be being searched for. So they're kind of like throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what actually sticks. I'd rather look at the exact term at this point and get one that is precisely what they're looking for, five to 10 of those. And we've done it and the numbers have just been crazy. Even though it might only get 500 impressions, the conversions are like through the friggin' roof. Like it might, I think there was one, it was small. It was like, it might've gotten like 300 impressions in like, I don't know, a few days. And it, and it got like two sales. I'm like, holy crap, like insane, right? not a lot of traffic, but you find more of those then it can help you. But my point is, is go after those long tail at first and try those. It's up to you. If you want to put them in abroad, you can do that. Fine. I would personally start with an exact match, throw a whole bunch of money at that. Like I say, a whole bunch, like 25 bucks and have it only go to those keywords. If they're exactly searched for, have the auto running too. That's, that's kind of how I would like to see it out of the gate. And then I would adjust. And then I would say, oh, wait a minute here. There's this one here is getting a lot of impressions. I'm getting some sales. Let me do that in a broad or let me do that in a, in a phrase. What's your thoughts on that, Chris? So I, I still like having the auto to set up and, and use that filter approach that we've talked about in the past. But now that we know some of the keyword data from inside of Amazon, because they're giving us some of those numbers now through their API, yeah. we can do this exact strategy where we're picking some of the long tail and the, the keyword here, and I shouldn't, I shouldn't probably use that. The key thing to remember here there you go. Is, is that we're talking about long tail terms, right? And when we say long tail, we mean they contain multiple words, right? So it'd be stainless yep. steel, long handled garlic press. Yep. We only want to put those into exact, mm-hmm. right? And the reason that we're doing that is because we only want to show up for those. The mm-hmm. rest of it, this, the other 900,000 search terms that might come out of 
when somebody types in garlic press as our keyword, we don't want to try to put all those into an exact campaign. That's what the auto campaign is for. That will tell us what's working there and what's not. Mm-hmm. Some of the longer, the longer tail stuff that we can find through Keyword Explorer or any of those kind of tools, mm-hmm. um, we can immediately drop in and see if it works for us. Now, Scott, the only other thing that I would tell people to do if you're going to do this strategy is take that same list of keywords that you have in your exact match campaign and make sure you add them as exact negatives in the auto campaign. You don't want to just be showing up for both. It's just going to split your data. You're not going to bid against yourself, which is something we get asked all the time, but it is going to split up the data inside of your reports and make it a little bit harder to, uh, to kind of understand and determine exactly what's working and what's not. Yeah, I, I love that. And uh, that's exactly, um, again, I think the great point there, it's exactly you want to go after. In the beginning, it's so important that your conversion isn't like crap. Right. And in order to get that conversion to be the best that it possibly can be is to only show up for when people are searching for exactly what they are looking for. Hopefully your listing is well optimized. Then the auto will actually do a a very good job of doing that as well. It's only going to target those ones that they feel are going to convert well because they've got the data of stuff that's converted and yours is a good match. It's like, so that's how, that's how that's done. So Chris, is there anything else you want to add on this? I know I don't usually go this long on the ascots, but it definitely, I think, is worth um, doing this because it's so important to understand that there, there is ways to do it, but you have to make sure that that front end stuff is done properly um, to make sure that you can do the pay-per-click launch. There is one other thing I wanted to throw out. Cool. Throw it out. Give it time. Ah, yes. Yeah. I mean, the, How much the, time? The, How much time? At least seven to 10 days before you start at to- least before you start to freak out, right? And that's why I'm saying, don't set that budget to $100 because, you know, spending 700 to $1,000 before we start to try to optimize gives us a little bit of, uh, you know, some heart palpitations and some of those kinds of things. But if we're spending that 25 to 30 to 20 to $25 a day, five to 10 days, seven to 10 days is really a good range. And the best thing that you can do for your mental health is right. to not even look at it. Right. For right. those five yeah, to 10 just days. Let it go. Yeah, just absolutely let it go, you know. Um, all right, cool. So let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Uh, again, guys, if you have any questions you want to ask, all you have to do is head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, and you can do so there. All right, let's wrap this up with the uh, call to action that if you guys are interested in joining us in our beta program, which we haven't even released the name as of yet. We may have, but we, we are not airing it here today. Um, but if you're interested, probably we'll have it there when you go over to this page, theamazingseller.com forward slash training. And uh, you can learn all the details there about our new training that is going to go through all of the different aspects to building a full-fledged brand and business that is future-proof to take you from 2019 and way into the future. So Chris, I'm going to wrap this thing up the style that I normally do. Are you ready to do it with me today? I am. All right, let's do it. Guys, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you. But you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Come on, Chris. On the count of three. One, two, three. Take, Take action. action. Wow, that was delayed. Let's do that one more time. <laughs> one, two, three. Take, Take action. <laughs> that was still off. All right. Guys, just go out there and take some action. We're going to work on we're going to work on this take action thing. All right, guys, have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.